Perak Yud, Mishnah Tess, 10th chapter, 9th Mishnah, the final Mishnah of Tractate Pesachim. HaPesach Achachatzos, the Koran Pesach, once it reaches um, midnight, Metame Eseyadayim, it impurifies the hands. This is a rabbinic decree um, to ensure that people try and finish their Koran Pesach by midnight. And uh, the verses um, indicate that it should be eaten at midnight because it says in the Posuk, you've got to eat them, the meat on this night. And it also writes there that God passed over the land of Egypt on that night. And just as we know that later on when it says on that night it refers to midnight, so similarly here the restriction for eating the Koran Pesach was until midnight. And therefore the rabbis made this added decree um, that hands would become impure um, for touching it any carbon pesach that was after chatzos after midnight. Ha pigul vahanosa similarly um, pigul that's a korban that uh, the kohen had had a uh, thought to sacrifice it after its time or in the wrong place etc. And even such a thought. Um, invalidates the korban, the hanosar, or any korban that's left over and it, ha- it didn't get eaten in its prescribed time, those things, again, the rabbis made decree that they uh, impurify the hands, and this is to motivate the kohanim to do it correctly. Beirach birchas hapesach pote eschel zavach. We've said in the past that they ate two korbanos on Pesach Eve, one was the Korban Pesach itself, this Paschal sacrifice, but they also ate a Korban Chagiga, the Chagiga of the 14th, um, which was a Shlamim, it was a peace offering, and that was eaten um, so that the Korban Pesach could be eaten on a satisfied stomach. So you had these two Korbanos, and each one had its own Bracha. Um, the Bracha um, of Korban Pesach would be HaPesach, and the other korban, the korban shalom, will be asheket shalom b'mitzvotov v'tzivanu le'echol hazevach. So they had two separate brachot, and the ideal would be to make the bracha on the regular shlamim first, and then the bracha on the korban pesach afterwards. But what happens if you did it the wrong way round? Beirach birchas pesach. If you made the bracha on the korban pesach first, pota es shel zevach. That exempts the blessing on the sacrifice. However, beirach es shel zevach. If you made the bracha on the sacrifice on the shlamim first, then lo pata as shel pesach that did not exempt you from making the, the bracha on the korban pesach. Divrei Rabbi Shmuel, this was the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel's opinion is is that since there is a difference between uh, one major difference, I would say, in the way that they threw the blood on the altar between the korban pesach and other um, of offerings, is that with the korban pesach it was done with shficha by pouring it onto the mizbech. That means you got up close to the Mizbech, and the Kohen would pour it down down the side. Whereas the others, most Korbanos, were done bizrika by throwing the blood from a distance onto the corners of the altar. And according to Rabbi Yishmael, if you did other sacrifices by pouring down the side of Mizbech with Shafiqa, like with the Korban, you would have fulfilled your obligation. And therefore the same thing over here. If you made the bracha of the Korban Pesach, that uh, covers you. And the bracha... Um, it covers you for the uh, shlamim as well. Whereas Rabbi Akiva, oh man, this is how we rule. Rabbi Akiva says, 
No, lo zu poteris zu, for lo zu poteris zu. Neither one exempts from the other. They are two individual mitzvot, and the two individual blessings, one does not exempt the other. Selik Masechet Pesachim, and now we've completed the whole of Masechet Pesachim. Mazel tov.